Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, welcome to the Inspire to Fire podcast. My name is Chris and I'm your host. And it's been a while, so I'm happy that I am back and we have a new episode today. For those who subscribe, you guys are going to hear it first. Uh, it's been a bit crazy, so I do apologize. I've been just busy and a bit lazy, to be quite honest with you. But I have three episodes lined up for you guys in the next coming weeks that uh, I'm very excited to share. And one of them is this one with uh, Delianne, the money coach. She, I first ran into her on Instagram where I saw a lot of her TikToks that she was doing and Instagram reels. And uh, to be honest, I was jealous. I mean, she's killing it. She is reaching such a huge audience. And uh, it got me thinking about TikTok, but I'm really quite not ready for that. So um, I le- I'll let her do it for now. And uh, maybe one day I'll catch up. But yeah, she is really killing it. That's why I'm super excited to have her on the show and, and that she wanted to come on the show to really dive into investing and how she teaches her audience to invest uh, from start to finish. She's really teaching the foundations. She has a course that I highly recommend you guys look into and, and take if that's something that you feel will benefit. You reach out to her if you'd like to see. She definitely runs specials as well um, from what I've noticed. So a little bit about this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, basically the fundamentals of investing. I, I, I hope that you guys will come to a conclusion in this episode that if you're not already doing some of these fundamentals that you start today and we're running a few promotions that you should keep an eye out for. One of them being Delian's course that I, again, I highly recommend, but also M1 Finance has a $30 free if you start investing using the link in the description below. So uh, go ahead and take advantage of that now. And, and again, investing, as you'll learn today in this episode, is all about starting and letting time do the heavy lifting. So uh, I hope you guys appreciate this episode. And again, I do apologize, but more episodes to come in the near future. Some really good ones as well. And I hope you guys enjoy this one. This one is uh, definitely a milestone and, and something to keep in mind on your path to financial independence is you need to invest your way there because it's it's Im- almost impossible, I would say, or just realistically not going to happen by saving your way 
to financial independence. So anyways, with that introduction out of the way, I will introduce Delianne, the money coach to the Inspire to Fire podcast. Hey, Delianne, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, I enjoy your TikToks and your Instagram so much. And uh, now I finally get to have a conversation with you about some of the things that you're talking about on a daily basis. There you go. You get to meet the woman behind the TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So again, thank you so much for joining the show. And I think you have a lot of, I I think you have a lot to offer my audience because um, a lot of things that you talk about in your TikToks and on your Instagram overlaps with financial independence and investing in general. So um, let's start off with your journey first, just to get a background of how you came to be the uh, TikTok extraordinaire that you are. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I always wanted to be on TikTok since I was a little girl. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Brazilian. You know, I'm an immigrant. I was born in Brazil. I grew up in the United States. I moved here when I was eight years old. Um, I went to law school in New York City and I became, you know, a lawyer in the big city and the big apple. You know, I felt like I made it. And, um, all that time, not understanding how to actually manage my own money, right? So a lot of people will be like, oh, if I just made more money, all my problems would be solved. My life would be okay. And I was like a prime example of somebody who had the income, but did not know what she was doing with it. Definitely didn't know how to grow it and build like sustainable wealth, right? So I was under the impression that I was going to work as an attorney till I was 65 years old, just like everybody had told me to, and that I was supposed to buy a house and that's how you build wealth. Um, so that's what I was pursuing for forever. And if you know anything about New York City, real estate, it's a nightmare. And um, I tried several times to buy property there. It always fell through. Um, but then I discovered uh, the debt-free community. I think that's usually how it goes. People will find the debt-free community because I had $150,000 of student loans. And then I found financial independence. And that whole community, just that idea, that concept completely blew my mind. And it sent me on this trajectory of like, I need to know everything about this. And I just went crazy reading everything I can get my hands on and um, started sharing about it on Instagram, sharing, sharing, sharing. And the more I shared about it, the more people were like, this is awesome. Nobody ever talks about this stuff. Oh my God, you're revealing your, your income. You're talking about money. Like it was so new. And I know now that obviously there are tons of other people doing it, but within my circle, very new. And that's how it started growing and growing. And I was like, no, this, there's a need here that could be filled. And so that's when I launched my coaching business two months before COVID. Um, and I was like, wow, I picked the perfect time to launch a business. <laughs> um, turns out everybody had money on their mind, right? Which mm-hmm. isn't surprising. Money was a huge, huge concern for a lot of people. The market was doing crazy things. So it actually, the timing worked out and the the business has been insanely successful. I've made a quarter of a million dollars in my first year in revenue and it's just growing and growing. The audience is growing. And I'm, I finally found like that passion that people talk about, Oh, if you love what you do, the money will come. I always thought that was like a myth, but turns out it's true. And I have found it in this community. So my dream is to, you know, retire fully by 45 someday but also pivot away from being an attorney because I'm an employment attorney and pivot more towards my business and servicing my community. So that's the plan to retire by 45, move to Portugal, live my best life. And I'm bringing as many people with me as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there's so much to dive into in that because like 
Portugal, moving to Portugal, I do want to discuss that maybe in a little bit later. And yeah. I want to get into, well, you did mention that that, that might've been the perfect time for a business like what you did, because it was a, you know, something that a lot of people were having to deal with financial issues and just figure out what is going on at that time. So you did a great, you know, move in that sense. And it shows what I love most about what you do is you're transparent and you're very direct. It's very clear how you teach your, your students or your audience. Getting back to just your situation and how you started, how did you balance that debt payoff of 150000 versus starting to invest? And, um, you know, how did you balance that, those two? Because a lot of the debt-free community are very, very focused on paying off that debt first. That's the number one priority. And then financial independence is more of invest, invest, index funds, et cetera. So where did you fall on that? So um, I did start investing in my 401k very slowly when I was 28, right? I did participate in my 401k, but I was throwing only a few thousand dollars there um, a year and I wasn't really paying attention to it. I didn't understand what a 401k was. I didn't understand the power behind it. And so I didn't understand like how it would impact my future. But thank God I had an HR person who approached me and said, hey, you're not participating in the 401k. You need to get in on this. And I was like, I have so many, so many student loans. I have so much stuff to pay. I'm living in New York City, super expensive, but thank God she spoke to me about it and I was like, okay, fine. But I really didn't pay attention to it, but I was throwing a few thousand dollars into it and I was getting my employer match, right? And it's funny because I'm going to eventually share like my contribution history so people can really see the power of time over money because the little, the few thousand dollars that I did throw in there over that period of time, which turned out is now 10 years is why I almost have $300,000 in my 401k. It's not because of the money I put in, it's because of the time it was allowed to grow. So, you know, it just goes to show that yes, you can still pay off debt while still throwing some money in an investment account and just let time do the heavy lifting, right? And so the other um, idea of continuing to invest, even when I became aware of financial independence and I still had debt, um, because I understood that I had to tackle both. I did, I couldn't afford to waste any more time than I already did. Once, once that light switch goes off in your head and you realize that time is the most valuable thing you have, you, you don't have another minute to waste. You're like, I can't put off investing for another minute because that's going to put off my journey even more. Right. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I had to tackle both. And so I should also clarify that I was hoarding cash for many years, because again, I told you I was trying to buy property. I didn't understand investing. So I literally had cash, like eighty dollars to $90,000 hoarded in a savings account that was sitting there for years. And when I think about that, it literally makes me cringe. Um, so what I did is I, I came up with a plan of attack. I took a piece of that money. I put it to my emergency fund. Another chunk, I put it towards my loans. And another chunk, I put into the market. So again, I put fifty grand into the stock market five months before COVID hit. So every, the thing that everybody fears, oh my God, what if I put money in the market and then the market crashes? I, I was that person. I did it, <laughs> right? And I survived and it's totally fine. Um, so this, I, this concept of doing both is really, really important to me. And so the analogy that I use with people is 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why is it okay for somebody with a million dollar mortgage to invest, but some with somebody with a $50,000 student loan, they can't invest? Why is that the messaging that we're pushing, right? And that's when you start seeing the holes in that argument that it does not make sense, that a mortgage is not that different than a student loan and that everybody should be building wealth all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, I know it's a controversial topic in the personal finance space, but I really do believe that if I hadn't done what I did, I'd be starting at zero right now. Right. And then I would never be able to retire by 25. Right. Well, I, I, it is controversial that debt payoff versus investing, but I'm with you in that sense. I kind of realized that myself. I just realized the power of, you know, these examples that you, you see, or you run it in these investment uh, growth calculators, where if you start at 25, 28 in your twenties, really, then the power of just small contributions just add up over time, over 30 to 40 years, it can be powerful. That compound interest is on your side. Um, and then, so a lot of people, I myself didn't start until I was 28 uh, too. So a lot of people get caught up in, is it too late for me? I'm in my thirties now, is it too late? But like you just said, it's, it's not too late. The best time to start is, is today and, and right now. So I thought that that was very, very well put by you. And, I did want to ask you, were you the first person in your family to be an investor or consider yourself an investor? Absolutely. I just recently got my sister to invest and that was an eight month project. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you know, if you've ever had to convince a family member to do anything, it's going to take longer to convince a family member than it is a stranger, right? Because there's all this family bias in the way, (laughs) there's all this history. But eventually she came around and she was like, oh, so I can take the money that I'm making in my business and make it work for me. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) So finally understood. She opened her solo 401k and she started putting money in there. She, you know, she, she, when it clicked, she didn't hesitate, you know? And so she already put like, I think she put $20,000 into her solo 401k, which is amazing. Um, but I'm definitely the first one to invest. I'm certainly going to be the first one um, to have, you know, to retire a millionaire in my family. I'm the first one to go to college. I'm the first one to be a lawyer. I'm, you know, typical immigrant first, <laughs> first everything. <laughs> well, I love it. And, and you're definitely paving the way for your family and for your audience to let them see that it's possible. What you're doing is definitely possible. It's you don't have to get a PhD in anything. You just need to get some things right. And you know, financial independence and debt freedom is possible. So I love that. And I did want to touch on that subject a little bit more because you mentioned it's tough to convince your family members. And I know in the Hispanic community, I myself am part of that community, there's this distrust in the stock market. It's almost like they'd rather get a mortgage and do real estate and invest that route than put some money in the stock market. So can you talk about that? Have you noticed that as well? And, and what do you think can be done by that? Absolutely. I think that the Latino community has done a phenomenal job of, you know, building wealth by acquiring property and by launching businesses. We've really grown in that aspect, right? But 
we have lagged behind with investing in the stock market. And I think it's because the investing in the stock market is something that's so um, abstract, right? You can't hold it. You can't hold a share. You don't understand it, right? You're buying something that's like ones and zeros in your account. And you're like, I don't get it. But a, a piece of property, you can see it, you can touch it, right? So I think that that's part of it. And obviously that concept has been around much, much longer. Um, but unfortunately that leaves us exposed. So when you have crisis, like in 2008, when we had the mortgage crisis, right? That really, really hurt our community because like I said, most of our wealth was built into real estate. And then when COVID hit, again, it really impacted small businesses, which most Latinos own small businesses. And so they were impacted really, really, um, really awful, right? Awfully. And then meantime, meanwhile, the stock market is raging. It's going up. People are growing their portfolios. And so what does that mean? That means that all that wealth that we built for so many years is now getting away from us. And we're, the clock has turned back now on all that wealth, all that progress that we made, we've lost some of it. So had we been more diversified in our investments, both real estate and business and the stock market, we would be able to like cushion that blow, right? Mm -hmm. That's the message that we have to get across to our community because it's so, so important to diversify your investments, not just in the stock market, but in your life in general. We'll be right back to the show. But with all this talk about investing, I did want to share a special promotion that M1 Finance is running right now, where if you open a new account with them and fund your first $100 into that account, they will give you a free $30, which is a 30% return on investment right there. And again, this show is all about getting started with investing. And so I thought this was perfect timing. I think you guys should definitely take advantage of this promotion while it lasts there is a link in the description below for you to take advantage of that again you get $30 for free when you open a new account with m1 finance and i think m1 finance is fantastic i have an account with them as well it's actually the account that i'm going to be funding the bright future for my son uh, who's six months right now so by you opening an account and uh, funding $100 you will get a free $30 and my son will also get $30 that over 18 years will hopefully compound to quite a bit. So thank you if you do. And I hope that it helps on your journey towards financial independence. And now back to the show. Definitely, definitely. And and I think what's happening on Wall Street with GameStop, GameStonk? GameStop. GameStop. <laughs> Elon uh, Musk bought the GameStop. <laughs> yes. Um, well, you know, what's happening with those isn't really helping because it's kind of showing people like, hey, this is, there's some crazy stuff that happens on Wall Street and in the stock market and they don't understand it. So, you know, I think that in particular what's going on might not be helping. So what you're doing is, is definitely beneficial. And yeah, I agree. I mean, it's 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 unfortunate that index funds and ETFs don't get such a sexy coverage in the news, right? Because if they did, everybody would be talking about it. But <laughs> now everybody knows how to short a stock, but people don't know how to invest in index funds and ETFs. So it's backwards, right? It really is. Bring it back to the basics. Definitely. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do is make <laughs> index funds sexy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I love that, by the way. So what other conversations or things do you think we can do um, to relieve some people's distrust in either the system or in just investing in general? I know for myself, um, investing, 
I started off with penny stocks and individual stocks. Mm -hmm. And I learned luckily early that that's just not for me. And uh, I found an index fund that works perfectly for me because it's it's basically owning a basket of 3000 plus stocks gave me that confidence that when there's a 40% dip in the market or crash in the market, I am willing to put more money in because I know it's a great opportunity. Whereas if even Apple, if I was investing in them and it had a 40% drop, I would hear the bad news and I would think Apple's going bankrupt. So I think what, what else do you think that that's an important conversation to have with people or what else do you think we can do to really build the confidence for young investors? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that you know, it's the paradox of choice, right? The more choices that we have, the more overwhelmed people become. And then they be, then there's analysis paralysis, right? I have trouble just telling people to choose a high yield savings account. Like they get overwhelmed with something like that. They're like, oh, I don't know which bank to choose. And I'm like, this is literally a 20 minute problem. You should not be spending more than 20 minutes thinking about this. And people are getting overwhelmed with that. So imagine approaching the stock market where there are thousands of things that you can choose from to invest. Of course, people are struggling, right? But then here comes the index fund and the ETF where it's like, you don't have to choose. You can literally own the entire thing, right? Mm-hmm. And ride the wave is what I tell people. Don't try to like swim against the current, swim with the current. That's what you're doing when you're investing in an index fund. You're just going along for the ride. And sometimes there's going to be, you know, a wave that crashes on your head and you just bop back up and you keep going. And sometimes the wave carries you all the way to the shore. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. I didn't have to do any paddling. I just let it take me. That's what 2020 was like. If you had invested any money in 2020, you made money. Everybody was making money, right? So um, that's the concept that I want to get across to people that you can be this lazy, passive investor. It's the only time in your life where being lazy is going to pay off right here. Be lazy. Do not try to be tricky or outsmart or, you know, you do not need to be the next Warren Buffett. You can literally just let the market do the work for you. And I think that's what we have, the message that we have to hammer away is because even now though, there's so many index funds and ETFs coming out, right? There's like different variations of it and hybrids. And now there's an actively managed ETF. You have to tune all of that out and stick to the basics. And that's that's the important message we have to get across people. Yeah, uh, 100% agree with you. There is a lot of choice and you just, you do get paralyzed sometimes and you don't know what's the right thing. I think it also uh, hurts people because you are confident in your strategy one day and then six months to a year later, you hear something else and you want to switch everything over. Um, so like you said, just staying the course, being confident that you got it right the first time and then letting it ride. And I think the, 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 you know, the way you become more confident is by investing in your education. That's the step that most people skip, right? They download an app. So the first thing they ask me is, which app should I use? And I'm like, that's the wrong question. First of all, you don't choose your broker based on an app, right? You choose your broker based on its qualifications, its customer service, how long it's been in business. It's, you know, things like that. So, but even before you get to that, you have to invest in your education. Do you understand how the stock market works? Do you understand the risks? Do you understand your own risk tolerance versus your risk capacity? Those are two different things. Um, you know, these are questions that you need to invest time into. So whether it's going to be reading a personal finance book, taking a course, hiring a coach, something, you have to take some time. This is not something where you intuitively learn how to invest. People are like, oh, I'm just, the more you do it, the better you're going to be at it. 
No, that's, this is one of those things where that's not true. It's mm -hmm. with that. You really do have to like step, take a step back, invest in your education. And then yes, you can proceed because in the beginning is when you're going to make mo the most of the mistakes and then you, you, it's fixable, but you might end up, you know, uh, losing some money in the process. So if you want to avoid that, take some time to learn about investing first. Perfect. Yep, exactly. And that's exactly what I did. And it's, um, it doesn't have to be expensive to learn. Um, you can go to the library and, you know, check out some books that way you can follow yourself and uh, on TikTok and on Instagram, and you yeah. provide plenty of value for absolutely free. Um, and if you want to take it a step further, you can definitely go the course route, or download some sort of package and learn that way and get a little bit more in depth. But uh, a lot of people are, you know, not necessarily wanting to pay. But in reality, it's a huge investment and, and return on investment. I mean, some of the returns on investment on like a $50 course or a $100 course can be, you know, thousands of dollars. And, uh, yep. you know, that's something that should definitely be considered. So that taboo of having to pay for a course or something should definitely be gone because it repays itself in, in so many different ways. I agree. I mean, my students are all very happy. Um, you know, they are all, I, I get messages every day. Oh my God, I'm so glad I'm taking this. This has been a, a game changer. So I'm, I'm a huge advocate of them. Well, I'm glad that you are offering these, these courses and all this great information to them. I want to get back to your story a little bit and, and maybe we can tie in the investment part a little bit more, but, um, so you mentioned that you want to potentially retire early and be financially independent at the age of 45. Correct. And um, you decided that that early retirement will be in Portugal. Are you following the R rich journey? I don't know if you've heard of them or you, it's um, eerily similar. <laughs> yeah. We're heard of them. We're best friends. <laughs> talking about. No, yeah. the other day he sent me a video chat, like a yeah, video um, to say hello. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I was fangirling so hard. I was like, oh my God. No, I love them. I love their YouTube channel. I love everything they're about. Their daughters are like, I the, the way that they're passing on knowledge to their children is so inspiring. I'm like this, this is what's going to make the difference right here. You know, it's not just like handing your kids money. It's teaching them this, these powerful concepts. So this is what I tell my students. I'm like, even if you can't leave money behind for your kids, because I know a lot of parents feel guilty about that, right? Um, oh, I wasn't able to pay for my kids college. I wasn't able to do this. And I'm like, seriously, if you just whisper the words index fund into your kid's ear, you've made them a millionaire. <laughs> so just teach them about these concepts. And they're already way better off than you ever were, right? So I love them. I think they're phenomenal. So yeah, I do follow their journey. And the reason why it connected with me is because I'm Brazilian. So obviously I connect with the Portuguese culture. I've been to Portugal. I, I, went to, I, I went to Portugal two, two and a half years ago before I even discovered financial independence and everything. And I fell in love with it. Um, and it just so happens that Portugal is a very expat friendly country. Like they love investors. They, you can become a citizen within five years. Um, so the path to citizenship there is way different than it is in the United States. Very much lower bar. Um, also, Portugal is a, such a safe country. Lisbon is the third safest city in the world. Um, so for, you know, a single woman, um, 
that's really important to me about, you know, safety, that I feel safe wherever I go. Also, it's a beautiful, stunning country with lovely people. And oh, it's a quarter of the cost of living in the United States. No big deal. So <laughs> all pluses, I really, you know, I can't think of a downside. So I'm like, yeah, I could see myself moving there. And I would love to, my mom lives in Brazil. I would love to move her to Portugal as well, buy her a home there. These are all things that are possible abroad. And it would be much more challenging to do in the United States. Yeah. And, and like you mentioned, it makes perfect sense for you. And uh, you've laid out some very, very uh, convincing art, a uh, very convincing argument right there. And, you know, it, it, I think what I'm seeing is just like that opportunity of financial independence gives to people. I mean, you're willing to or you're able now at the at the certain age to go anywhere you want, really. And you've seen that Portugal is this you know, country that is going to give you everything that you, you know, really want and need. And that's going to be possible for you instead of it being a daydream or or something that you wished would happen, you're making it happen. So that is the power of just taking financial control of your life and planning and doing making these right choices. So, you know, I'm really happy for you. And I'm happy. I hope that comes true, maybe even before 45. Uh, me too. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm trying not to jinx it, but I have a feeling I'll be getting there sooner rather than later. That's perfect. Yep. Um, so I did want to tie in a little bit more of like what imp- what's the most important advice that you think mentioning the R-Rich journey and what they're teaching their kids. What is the most important advice that you think we can give our young uh, kids, young adults in starting out and, and the Gen Z population in general? Yeah, I think demystifying money is the most important thing. Also, not making money, you know, an evil evil or taboo thing to talk about, but also talking about building wealth as um, almost like a way to, to start a revolution because that's what it is, right? We're starting a revolution because right now the wealth gap is so massive in the United States that by teaching your kids how to invest, how to build wealth, how to uh, control their debt is literally um, pushing against the system that is oppressing a lot of people. We're all being crushed under the system, whether it's a system of credit cards or student loans or the pressure to buy a a big home, even if you don't want a home, right? I rent, Mm -hmm. oh my God, it's so controversial that I rent. People get so offended. I'm like, (laughs) I don't want a home. Like it's not for me, it's here in the United States. So pushing against these concepts and telling your children like, it's okay to do things differently. It's your path. Like there is no timeline for doing X, Y, and Z. If you wanna retire by 30 or 35 and volunteer the rest of your life and, and travel around the world, you can. You just have to do X, Y, and Z. So showing them this, this freedom of choice, I think is going to completely turn things around for, um, for them as a generation. I think Gen Z is going to be probably one of the most, um, you know, um, uh, they're going to be the most free to like move around. They're going to be nomads. Like most of them are going to be nomads. They're not going to be like this nine to five tied to a cubicle type of generation. And that's thanks to technology and that's thanks to education. So I want to make sure that, you know, people who are minorities are not being left behind because this is the trend that we're Mm going to be going, right? This is the, where the current is taking people. So don't, don't let your kids fall behind, go with the current, 
So if your kid says, you know, that they don't want to go to college because they want to start a business or they want to launch this or they want go with it, right? Like, don't fight it. Like this idea of like pursuing traditional education and this is the only path, that's not true anymore, right? For me, it worked out, but I'm like, a, I love school. I was good at school. I got good grades. Like it fit with my personality. I know that's not the case with a lot of people. So maybe your kid doesn't like school, but that doesn't mean that they're not brilliant at something else. So really encouraging your kids to like think outside the box as far as like what their gifts are is what's going to make them the most successful in life, right? And talking to them in connection with that and money is what's really going to be like the transformation that we're going to see in that generation. So that's what I'm hoping that parents will see that this, that going the non-traditional route is the future and it's okay. Like, don't be nervous just because it was different for you. It's okay. That's going to be different for them. Mm -hmm. And it really feels that way. I think that the trend was starting to show itself before COVID, but really after COVID started to really take hold that, you know, that questioning of school and is the student loans really worth it? Mm -hmm. The questioning of why are, why is real estate so high? It's hard to afford a home. Maybe that's not the right choice then. So I really like that, that pushing against the norms. And I think that the millennial generation kind of still conformed to those norms to a certain extent. We still had that pressure to go to the traditional school route, buy a home, et cetera. And I mean, we got into a lot of student loans and, and things like that for it. So I think that you're right. The Gen Z have the opportunity to change that. They have technology on their side and they've kind of learned from the millennials, maybe what not to do and uh, do something a little You're different. Welcome, Gen Z. Stop <laughs> calling us boomers and making fun of us. <laughs> Give us <Yeah>. a break. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for, for joining the show. Is there anything that you'd like to add to the conversation? Anything at all that you'd like to share? Anything coming up or an, an event? Anything exciting? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously you guys can find me on Instagram and TikTok. That's where you can stay up to date on everything that I've got going on. And if you want to work with me, the best way to do that is through my course, slaythestockmarket.com. That is my signature course. That's how you get to, you know, learn about investing and you get to work with me. So um, come check it out. Come ask me questions. Come comment on my TikToks. We have fun while talking about money. So it's not, you know, all just numbers and boring Um specifics like we really <laughs> I like to you know laugh I like to laugh I like I think that money can be fun so I think financial freedom should be like a fun topic so um yeah come hang out cool cool I will link all that in the show notes below so I really hope that you guys check it out and thank you Delian once again for joining the show uh, we hope to catch you on another episode soon thank you so much for having me 